You are listening to episode 82 of the Playing Full Out Podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Welcome back. I am really excited to be with you and thank you for your enthusiasm and comments that you share. Many of you have shared this podcast with others. You tell me that. I can see that. And I'm grateful because living fulfilled and leading boldly is a continual ongoing team sport. We know that we're better together than we are alone. Community is key And that's why I want to provide you with as many resources as I can to unlock more happiness and potential in you so that you can go on to share that with your teams and your family. I was recently interviewed for a podcast and asked this question that given the amount of uncertainty in the world, how are you coaching your clients to be positive and courageous? And I think it's such a good question because it can feel super challenging to remain positive when there is so much dense negativity and noise that gets thrown out into the world every day. Sometimes it's even directly at us. At times it can feel like this load is so heavy, this toxic load of negativity is so heavy that we could topple over. I recently came across a study from Gallup, which estimates the cost of negativity in the economy to be 200 to $350 billion a year. It affects the morale and performance and productivity of individuals and teams. And what's amazing is that Gallup estimates that that's actually a really conservative estimate, and that when you take a whole bunch of other things in, like additional medical payments and missed time from work, that that estimate is closer to a trillion dollars. So with the cost of negativity so high, not just for ourselves, but its impact on the people and the organizations and communities and the world that we live in that we care so much about, what can we as individuals and leaders do to fuel positivity in our lives and our workplaces? How can we become positively infectious leaders? Today, I'm going to share with you my perspective on positivity, along with the science and some practical strategies to generate positivity in you and your leadership, and your teams that actually drives business results. These are strategies that are backed by science and proven with results to increase your profits, decrease turnover, and build a more productive you and a more productive worker. I thought I'd start off with what I see as the obstacles or the misconceptions that many of us have been, you know, led and trained to believe unconsciously by the society's narrative and cultural training. And that is, first of all, that positivity is soft. That positivity is, 
you know, it's a feeling. It's not something that you do. It's not something that translates for many of us. We're not easily able to put it into a tangible measurement to show its benefits. And so therefore, we seem to not value it. Because of positive psychology and what we know today, we know from brain science that this could not be less true. So continuing this misconception that that it's a soft skill is going to leave you know you in the dust in terms of negativity but it's also going to leave teams and others that have a lot of potential left in the background left behind i think our second mistake that's often made is that we think that it's something that just happens to us like we wake up and we're like oh this morning i don't feel positive this morning i don't feel i don't feel happy happiness doesn't just arrive. It is cultivated. It is fueled. The best analogy that I have for positivity came from a teacher long ago who I can't completely put my finger on, but what I remember the analogy is to a power plant. And you don't go into a power plant and just get power. The power plant generates it. And it's important for us to think of ourselves as a positivity power plant, that we are an ongoing power plant that has to be turned on and worked and generates positivity. It's something to work for. It's something to fuel ourselves with. The best thing is to have a process and rituals in place. The reason that it's so important is because research has shown us that it doesn't matter if you are an aborigine or you're a Wall Street banker or a waitress or a student in an Ivy League school or you're financially independent or not or any of these things. There's no external outside indicator that can really predict our happiness factor by more than 10%. That 10% of happiness can be predicted by those things in a person's external conditions, while 90% of our happiness is determined by how we process the world. What this means is that positivity is an inside job. It's inside out. We can still, as the initial question gets asked, well, in light of how much you know, darkness and negativity can get thrown at us, how do we you know, maintain our positivity? It's not based upon our external conditions. What this is telling us is that happiness is an inside job. It can be managed. And we don't need anything on the outside to change in order for us to feel happy. Many of us think this external world controls our happiness or informs how positive we can be in a given moment. We have to get beyond that idea that I can't feel happy right now because of some external reason. And this goes for really uncertain times like we have right now. Understand that happiness is contagious, just like a disease, but you can be positively infectious. And they, they would say this positivity, which is happiness, turns into is, is the equivalent of money. And while I think negativity would be considered the same as giving someone the flu or COVID, You know, understand that that's the level of impact that you have, because what we know is that positivity is leading to to results and success, not the other way around. And that's one of those, the third probably misconception is that success generates happiness, when really what we know is that happiness generates success. That's why it's when we understand where to begin, we start to place more value on it. Like I said, you are contagious either way, whether it's like 
a philanthropist giving away money with positivity, or you're like a bad cold. You never want to give your team the flu, right? Then they can't perform. And when leaders are negative or use fear-based management tools, it's the same as coughing and passing on the flu. Now, there are a few ways, there's many ways actually, but how to build a ritual or tactics or strategies that are consistent in your own personal life as well as in your workplace. I'll start with three of them that you can do within your workplaces to be more positively infectious. The first is encouragement. When you bring positive leadership and encouragement, the research shows that project teams who have encouraging managers performed 31% better than teams whose managers were less positive and less generous with praise. 31% better simply by being encouraging. What this means is that when you are looking for the good, catching things going well, finding facts that confirm, for example, that your team member or your colleague is already 20% into their goal and show them how they are already building momentum and how they've already done these things, see how they've already begun. These are all ways to specifically build encouragement. It's really a transference of belief in them and their goal. And that is done by being deliberately encouraging to show not just the challenges, where our, which is where our brain has a negative bias towards identifying, but to say, okay, what is already going well and beginning there? Encouragement is your first tool. The second is recognition. Catch people, like I said, doing things right. Praise them publicly. Studies have reported that when recognition is specific and it's deliberate, when it's delivered, it's more motivating than money. Can you imagine? It's it's free. I'm always amazed when I'm in conversations and people don't even want raises at times. They don't need the money isn't what it's about. They want the appreciation. They want the recognition. They want to know that they've been seen. I see you. And I see you seeing me. It's, I believe an Indian poem I heard recently. I see you and I see you seeing me. People value people being themselves being seen. So recognize people. It's free. And it has statistically been shown that it is the equivalent of money. We could all afford to give and get more praise and recognition, right? Praise in public, be specific, write a handwritten thank you card every morning. Not only that... To, to others, but you can write one to yourself that comes back in a week. You open it. So delightful to get a handwritten note. And others feel the same way. It's unique. It shows you care. That's one idea. Go around and thank everybody publicly in a room, you know, when before you start a meeting. Catch people again doing the things that you want to see more of. Even if it's only 1% that you see in the person, affirm what it is that you see. What amazing piece is that positivity you get, you receive what you get, what you give rather. So give generously. My third tool for you is to be a vision clarifier. And what that means is I consider clarity to be kind. When you continually as a leader paint your vision and share where you're going and share what you see, share your vision for the other person. This is what I see for you. That is kind. It's positive, but it breaks down the uncertainty. People are grasping in uncertain times for more certainty. And if you're able to provide that, you are increasing the performance of another person. Their brain will 
you know, conduct in a new way that allows them to show up at a higher level. So that begin each meeting by sharing your vision. Remember, this is where we're headed. This is what your contribution means. Give a big picture. I can't tell you how, I won't know what the statistic would stand at, but how challenged leaders are today at saying, I don't have the time to share the vision, or I'm not even going over my vision myself, because we get so into the urgent and the weeds of the noisy world that we're in. So make a habit and make a a constant practice of being able to share that. Now, we all know that we can't give what we don't have. So that whole idea of becoming a positive power pill for yourself, one of those things that is really interesting is just finding something to look forward to for yourself. What is something that you are looking forward to? One study found that people who just thought about watching their favorite movie actually raised their endorphin levels by 27%. Just by thinking about what you're looking forward to, I guess this evening or this weekend, have something there. This is plan a trip or plan to see somebody, plan a movie with your date, whatever. It, it look Having something to look forward to is a way to increase your positivity. Of course, what are five reasons that you have to be positive right now? That's gratitude. Gratitude all day long, the science has shown, will directly affect immediately in real time your hypothalamus, which reduces stress. And that positivity will increase your happiness and your performance. Quiet the noise. It's my third one. Sit in silence, even if you only have five minutes. And the reason is that most of the information that we receive is negative. Our brain is predisposed to look for the bad news and threats, and goodness knows there is an endless supply of it. So for every three pieces of, you know, or every one actually negative piece of information that we receive, we need to have three positive ones to counteract that. That means that we have to turn off the TVs and the radios if they're not filling us up with positivity and being contributive. If they're contaminating, our, why would we continue to put poison? You would never put poison into yourself. Why do we do it? It is the equivalent of poison when we are allowing and not being a gatekeeper for the negativity that's coming our way. The easy question to decide is, is this contributing or is this contaminating my vibe? If it's contaminating, it's out. The fourth thing I've always appreciated is to talk to yourself. Don't listen to yourself. I think of it as talk yourself up. Even if you're looking at a day that might look grisly to you, maybe you don't want to talk to someone you have to, or there's a contentious situation at work. Tell yourself, I got this. I'm meant for this. I've done this before. I can do this. We have to be our own best advocates. We can have a voice that will talk us down. You know, that critic that wants to just say, stay under under the sheets. Don't leave the room. Don't move towards anything that's uncomfortable. The key is not to listen to that voice. Instead, Talk to yourself. One of the, there was an ultra marathoner who ran, I think, two of them in a row and was asked how he did it. And he said, I, I don't listen to myself. I talk to myself. So be that person that does more talking to yourself. Fill yourself with the words and the phrases and the self esteem that build and fill you up. So if we reviewed these, the three things for any infectious leader to bring to the workplace is a constant encouragement, recognition, and being a vision clarifier. Repeat your vision often. 
And the things for you to do for yourself is put something on the calendar that you can look forward to. Find five pieces, five pieces of information or five real-time experiences that you're grateful for. Quiet the noise by taking five every day of silence for your brain to be still and turning off the noise, having stronger boundaries around that and talk to yourself. Don't listen to yourself. The key is to take your positivity in your own hands. The other thing is to recognize and come with a mindset that the world really is conspiring to do you good. That's one of the things that's changed for me and probably was game, most game changing is how is everything working for me? You know, how is this working out and that I might not be able to see right now, even if it isn't pretty, even if traditionally or by some standards it would be considered not a happy thing. Sometimes we can't see it in the moment. And we have to just be with and look for the reasons that, you know, the world's conspiring to do me good. I know John Wooden said something like, things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. So it is, it's, it's turning, it's how is this setback really a setup? And when you continually look for that, when you continually maintain a state of positivity, what you find is those people, things tend to work out for so your job, your call to action right now is how can you make bringing positivity to your home a habit? How can you habitualize? What can you do in your home to bring positivity in every single day? And the other half of this is how can you make bringing positivity into your workplace a habit? Those are the two questions. What two or three things can you do to make this a part of your positivity, a part of your daily life? And if you're someone who thinks that well, I'm just not a positive person. I never have been. This is just who I am. What Sean Aker, who a positive psychologist from Harvard has best described, and I love the analogy, is it doesn't matter if your glass is half empty or half full. It's recognizing that there is a pitcher of water sitting right next to the glass. You have the choice, you have the tools, you have the strategy to begin to create uh, a new your brain is malleable, and it's a matter of your passion for doing so. Imagine the advantage to your results, to your teams, your organizations, if you had a positivity process in place for daily use, whether that's at home or in your workplace. Positivity has been proven to increase, again, productivity, decrease turnover, increase profits. Imagine for a moment that you don't need anything else to change right now in order for you to be happy, and that when you're happy and positive, that you will increase your creativity, your problem solving, your intellect, your physical strength, your leadership ability. So simply sit right now, if the day's been already difficult or you felt an onswell of negativity and generate, become your own positive power pill, your own positivity power plant, your PPP, and bring it to yourself so that you can share it with others. And you might say, Rita, that's hard. I just got a diagnosis or I just got laid off my job or my parent just got sick. I understand that is only more reason to do exactly what you know best. The reality is, is that when we're negative or stressed is when we are underperforming, undercreating, and not being able to show up and bring the gifts that we are here to give. We are changing Playing Full Out podcast publication schedule. We are going to move to publish these episodes twice monthly now. You will still receive my monthly journal. If you're signed up, if you're not, be sure that you 
are on for all the additional free resources and notification when the podcasts are coming out, as well as other offers that I'll be making. Be sure you're listening to this on iTunes or wherever else that you go. And you can go directly to www.ritahighland.com and make sure that you're being notified when there are tips, tools, trainings, all of those types of things. I absolutely enjoy being with you. I want you to have an absolutely positively fabulous next two weeks. We will be back here in two weeks and I will be looking forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Podcast.